Hey guys, you're listening to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about the presence and the power of God. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. Really excited that you're here for part two of my interview with Pastor David Hofline. As a reminder, David is a pastor at United with Christ Church and the dean of United with Christ School of Ministry. He's passionate about raising up leaders, releasing them into their calling, into their destiny, helping God's kids discover who they are and their identity in Christ. If you missed part one, you can go back and check that out when you get a chance. It's episode number 48. But for now, let's go ahead and jump into part two and the conclusion of this interview with Pastor David Hofline. It's the focus of God in our lives to bring us, I love that you said that, to bring us to that place of maturity. Um, and so stewarding well our relationship with him as the, as the foundation for our lives, as the center of everything before we do everything else. I know that sometimes I can get caught up with all the busyness and all the stuff that I feel like I have to get done. Right. So, man, like I, I've, I've got this deadline, I've got this project and, and, and the, the feeling is, or the assumption is, I've got to spend every waking moment that I have working on this thing. And I realize that I'm so much less productive that way. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I get a lot done or if I feel like I get a lot done, I've like burned myself out. Mm -hmm. But if I start from this place of, all right, God, I know that I've got stuff going on. I know that I've got a lot to do, or I feel like I've got a lot to do. And the stupid thing is it's stuff that I'm doing like for him anyway. You know what I mean? Like it's ministry. It's like stuff that I'm, it's like, this is stuff you've called me to do. And, right. and it's like, it's so dumb how we can lie to ourselves and just become so much more like you talk about being project oriented rather than people oriented. Yeah. We can become more project oriented than presence oriented too. And we just, we, it's, it's when I think about it, it's kind of like gross, you know, like I can do ministry out of my knowledge. Like mm -hmm. I can do ministry. I can counsel people. I can do things just out of like what I've learned along the way and it can work, but it's so inferior to what's available to me, which is partnering with the spirit of God who lives inside of me and just going at this thing from a place of, of rest and confidence in him where I'm stewarding him above everything else. The most important thing in the world is my relationship with him and this connection even if nothing else gets done today, which yeah. is rarely what happens, but even if nothing else, I think it's the Mary and Martha thing, right? Like Martha throwing Mary under the bus. Jesus, don't you see all the work that I'm doing? Like I'm fixing the sandwiches and I'm buttering up the bagel. What, I don't know what they're eating back then. I'm doing all this stuff. And Mary, she's just sitting at your feet, like singing or listening or whatever she's doing and kind of belittling the, the worshiper for this, for the sake of like, look at me for everything that I'm doing, everything that I'm accomplishing. Yeah. You know, that that's great. But Mary, look, let me, let me, let me tell you something real quick, Martha. Mary's chosen that better part and mm. it can never be taken away from her. No one could ever take that away from her right. and, she, and, and her focus. And people think sometimes that the Marys don't get anything done because they're too busy mm. focusing on Jesus. No, right. <laughs> like that is, that's completely, it's just completely not true. But what right. happens is when you put him first and you commune with him and connect with him, that's uh, where he starts opening up avenues of do this now, go here now. That's not for right now. Set that aside and focus on this because this is more important or you don't have the mindset to deal with that right now. So deal with this. And he, he can just begin to speak in ways where you can yeah. be so much more productive in less time. 
because it's spirit led. It's, it's coming from a place of it's empowered by the Holy spirit instead yeah. of you just trying to figure everything out. Because like you said, I keep coming back to it because I love what you said, man. He knows so much more about you and about what's inside of you and what can come out of you and what he can release through you and all of that. I'm paraphrasing of course, but, but he can, he knows so much more about your situation than mm -hmm. you know for yourself. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's, it's so, and it's so exciting to, to be about that and just letting God, letting the father choose the focus, um, the focus of my energy, the focus of my attention. Um, he corrected me recently. I was dealing with some, some leadership problems and stuff and some teams I coach. And I was going to, I was like, man, I think I got to go correct this and that's not fun and whatever. And, and I just didn't have peace about it. So I'm talking to the father and he just goes, no, you're not going to do that. I was like, uh, okay. And he goes, you're not going to do that because you don't have enough energy to do that. And the, and the mission that I want you to be about in this season. Wow. Oh, and then he cracked open, just real like brought the lens into focus of the mission, the thing he wanted me to focus on, put my best energy towards. And he's like, if you start that battle, picking that battle, you have to continue to pick that battle. Wow. That sounds like a drain. He's like, exactly. And he's like, I want you to focus your energy over here and that will take care of itself. I was like, oh, and I just felt liberated and, and just all this momentum came back. I was like, yeah. And you know what? That other situation has since sorted itself out. And the people who I wanted to, you know, have a learning moment with, um, the circumstances of life ended up creating that for them all by itself. I didn't have to say really anything. And God knew that. And he's just so smart. It's like, yeah. In, in Matthew chapter four, um, you know, that the temptate Jesus was tempted by the devil. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first thing the devil said was, if you're the son of God, command these stones to become bread. It's such a lie of the enemy to get you to connect your works with who you are. Mm -hmm. If you're the son of God, do this, prove it, get something done. And, and so I think that we can operate from that mindset of striving. And it's not a son daughter mentality it's an orphan mentality it's, it's operating from this place of me trying to figure everything out and and me try to get everything done and it and it can look and sound and feel spiritual to a lot of people to do it that way mm -hmm. but that's never the aim of the father sometimes sometimes when you're listening to the holy spirit like you might have a million things to do and he might just be like hey take a nap yeah no way like no way god he knows that that's what you need yeah, and it's yeah. going to make everything else fall into alignment and Good. like you said sometimes there's something that you feel like you've got to deal with right now but yeah. if you'll just go to sleep and maybe it's not physically going to sleep maybe it's just resting or maybe it's doing maybe it's just focusing on something else but then he takes care of it but mm -hmm. then if you try to like you feel like you've got to put your hands on it and you've got to be the answer for that thing and I love what you said there too about, you know, if you start fighting this battle, you're going to have to keep fighting the battle. And anything that we do in our own strength, we have to maintain in our own strength until we invite the, the you know, until we invite his presence and his grace, like he can fix our messes too. So sure. he's that big, you know, he can redeem anything. Yeah, he's good but, at that. But, you know, as long as we maintain that, that mentality, we're just like so many times spinning our wheels when he had a better solution right from the very beginning. And it's yeah. never about performance and it's never about trying to do good to please mm -hmm. God. It's really just operating from that, that position of, of sonship with the yeah. father 
and inviting him to to lead it and direct it yeah. it's just so much easier and better it's i agree it's just so compelling and you know there's new things every day there's new God, and it's new creation and the word is like canos new never been seen before in type not just in time so it's, well creation is new in type prototype creation breaking out every day it's like wow and so it, there's so much new happening in god every day that sometimes we get stuck on that other stuff that we, we want to fix things we get into a fixing mindset absolutely yeah pastors get paid to, to fix problems i totally disagree with that now i i get what they meant um i get what they were going after because um, we, we do work mm-hmm. with people and we help them overcome problems. But no, as pastors, as a pastor, my, my greatest joy is to help nurture people's new creation, the prototype self from the Father that's emerging. And I, I show up curious around the people I'm, I'm discipling. I'm curious what new anointing, what new gifting, what new intelligence, what new breakthrough solution are they going to come up with today? So good. And I get to just like help them with that. That's just this fantastic. And, and any little, uh, 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 you know, sin issue or a little demonic oppression, oh, that's we just, we'll deal with it. Right. We'll deal with it. But it, it's this principle. Actually, it was DeWitt Jones, this um, National Geographic photographer who said this. He said, by celebrating what's right in the world, you release energy to fix what isn't. Wow. And, and what's celebrating what's right in the kingdom, or it's right in the Father, what's right in a person, in their, in their new creation, and, and always watching for the new to be emerging and keeping the focus there, it releases fresh energy to deal with those other things that do have to be dealt with um, and, and to correct them. Um, but man, when you just focus on the problems or, or fixing, um, that's a downward spiral. I'm just so grateful that God decided to crucify us in nature rather than fix it. And uh, we've Come been, on, man. <laughs> it's like God's not, coaching it. me. God's not coaching me into Christ's likeness. He crucified me into it. Wow. I'm now my consciousness and my soul and my ability to think and live from Christ's likeness, I'm catching up. And so I do need some discipleship there, but, but as sure, our, sure. it's already a truth that's being unveiled. It's not something I, it's not like uh, hormone therapy I'm trying to take on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So many times I think we, we want to look at something that doesn't exist anymore as the reason for why things are not working out. Well, that's just my sinful nature. Well, it's mm-hmm. not, <laughs> it's yeah. not your sinful nature because Jesus crucified that thing. Yeah. That guy, that guy's dead. It's not who we are anymore. It would be nice sometimes to be able to look at my sinful nature and blame it for my mistakes and for why I just went off that way and why I made that bad decision. But the truth is that what I did was I partnered with an inferior mentality. I, I partnered with an inferior way of thinking. And, and if there's, if there's sin in my life, then it's just, it's just a sin habit or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or maybe it's an addiction or maybe, you know, maybe it's whatever it is, but it's not this thing where I can blame my old nature because Jesus killed it. Jesus crucified it. So I know that when we're talking about things like addictions and things like that, that there's a process. And, and I definitely don't, don't say anything about this to, to, to bring judgment or condemnation on anybody whatsoever, because we all have stuff that we deal with. You know, it's just letting that thing go and recognizing the fact that when Jesus was on that cross, I was on that cross with him. 
Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he took it completely. He was crucified, not just for me, but he was crucified as me. And it's just that I was co-crucified with him. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's dead. It's gone. It's taken care of. And like you said, man, it's new creation. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. He didn't just fix. <laughs> I love that you said that. He didn't just try to fix your nature. He killed it. You are rooted in Christ. You are rooted. You've been planted into Christ. He's the vine where the branches we're not living. If you're listening, you have to get this because, because so many people's thinking is wrong on this, that you're living from two different branches or two different shoots or two different, two different sources of life. This constant war going on between your good nature and your bad nature, your flesh and your spirit. And I do recognize that the Bible does talk about how the flesh less against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how you are rooted and planted in Christ. And so the spirit of God is in you and the power of God is always available to you to lead you into victory, to lead you out of maybe something that you're dealing with or whatever, but you live your life from a place of connectivity, of union with Christ, and everything about you is rooted in his victory and in, and in who he is. So, so good, man. So yeah. I say amen to that. Oh, oof. I'm excited. <laughs> and, and, you know, ultimately from <laughs> that stuff, that the truth of what you just said, set me free from stuff mm. i had stuff in my life i took i couldn't get free from and that truth you just said set me free Amen. and uh, that's what he says in john 8 right you'll know the truth you know if you continue in my word he says then you'll know the truth and truth will set you free so it's it's just that same thing and well you, you know if you're listening we want you to walk in freedom big absolutely freedom out there you know, creativity and, and freedom and creativity and expression and breakthrough solutions, they are not reserved for the Steve Jobs of the world, though we celebrate his contribution. But sure. they are for the sons and daughters of God. Amen. It's waiting. It's waiting for Amen. us to, to bring, bring the stuff. Um, I know in our current political environment, there's a lot of things we could say. But, you know, uh, to me, it just looks like a giant lack of leadership. Everybody's reacting and, and nobody's planning and providing and 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 bringing and contributing well wow. compelling solutions compelling mm. uh, path forward and, and so it's just reacting to this narrative and that outrage and and and, I, and there's real injustice don't get me wrong and and real s- stuff going on but i just know that jesus when he was at his ministry here on earth he didn't pick sides he wasn't you know, wasn't in bed with the Pharisees, wasn't in bed with the Sadducees, didn't get, didn't go with the Zealots, right? Yes. Yeah. He wasn't siding with them. He, he, he said he already had a side. It was called the kingdom of God. Amen. You know, and we're on the winning side. We're in a victorious kingdom. Yeah. I just, I want to encourage people to, to live on the side, you know, in the kingdom, live from a kingdom mindset. Uh, the, the culture of our kingdom is righteousness peace and joy this yes come on you know we when you step into the kingdom atmosphere it doesn't smell every every culture has a has a smell right i have persian friends and their smell is turmeric and saffron uh you know if you're in mexico it's chorizo and mold. <laughs> really to this Salsa, dude. you know yeah there's smells <laughs> experiences that trigger imaginations but the, the smell of the kingdom culture is righteousness, peace, joy. And, mm. and it's in the Holy Spirit. And yeah, man. I, don't, I just want people to not get so stuck on the external 
cultural stuff that uh, is blasted in front of them on social media and, and come back to focusing on life in the spirit. And, and it should have these three cultural qualities uh, that are tangible. Yeah. At the risk of, of maybe oversimplifying it, we've received his righteousness. So it's, it's, a, it's a positional identity that we have in him yeah. you know, and, and his peace. Peace is so much more than a feeling. A lot of times people think peace as just like, oh, well, I felt peaceful. Or they talk about peace like, oh, God gave me a peace about it. And, that, and that's fine. But peace is so much more than just a feeling. Peace is a person. Jesus is our peace. Christ is our peace. So he lives inside of us. The Greek word for peace, uh, I think it's irene. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, but mm. in, the, in the Greek, in the New Testament, that it means to set at one again. Oh, wow. And one of my favorite scriptures is in Ephesians chapter two. And it says, and it, it's kind of dealing with, you were just talking about like opposing sides and, and how in the kingdom, we're all, we're all on the same side. It's, it's one-sided, right? Yeah. But, but so G, um, Paul was talking about that. He was talking about, uh, you know, there's arguments going on between Jew and, and Greek. Are you in this or are you out of this? Are you with us or are you against this? Do you have to be circumcised or not? And all this yeah. stuff going on because everything because it was disrupted because uh, you know all these years hundreds of years of following certain rules and regulations now it's like okay well that's not the that's not the structure anymore <laughs> now we're we're under the grace of god and so yeah. our operating system has to change and so paul's yeah. dealing with with this concept in ephesians chapter 2 there's neither jew nor greek the slave nor free all this stuff but christ is our peace who has made both one and he's broken down the middle wall of separation. So everywhere that Christ is, it comes to a place of oneness because it's based on who he is. One spirit, one Lord, um, one faith. You know, it's, it's, it's who we are. It's walking in that. Not this us and them thing. Not this, oh, well, you're from that kind of church or you're from that kind of denomination or you're from whatever. Hold on. We, let's back this thing up because that's not what this is about at all. This is righteousness, peace, and yeah. joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what his kingdom, the kingdom of God is yeah. all about. That's the nature of it. That's the atmosphere of it, the smell of it. Like you said, it's, it's the reality that we, that we get to live in with him. And again, man, I think that so, so often we can just be so just duped into making it about something that it's not and making it about the rules and the regulations and making it about, do you do it this way or do you not do it this way? And I just feel like the father is just, hey, come on. Like yeah. the Holy Spirit directing us to Jesus, you know, and Jesus yeah. demonstrating the father perfectly. Just look over here. If you're getting distracted. You're getting confused. That's mm -hmm. not the most important thing. That is so secondary. Like it is so far in the periphery. It's not yeah. even funny. Let's make all of our focus about him. And yeah. when we do that, loving Jesus will cause me to love you. Loving Jesus will cause me to um, to do my job well. Loving Jesus will cause me to not commit adultery, to not lie, to not steal, to not do these other things. Loving Jesus will cause me to, or, you know, it will, it will compel me to not cheat my boss out of the time that I owe him when I'm on the job because he's paying me. So I'm not just like on social media and buying stuff online the whole time because I've actually got a job to do because love causes me to walk in integrity. Getting our focus off of the stuff that doesn't matter nearly as much and making it about about him, you know. Good, that's so good. I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's um, 
it's helpful to realize the, the the law the law of moses is it's a prescription it's prescriptive it's diagnostic it's this is how you live congruent with the presence of god with the glory right the glory on the tabernacle don't get zapped live this way <laughs> right and so it's a, it's prescribed but uh the new creation the law of god is inscribed well wow. and so you know it's not that the law is is abolished as much as it is it's it's now not it's not being prescribed for me to take so i can hopefully continue to live godly as if i got to keep taking a prescription um it's inscribed it's now hardwired into my dna nature love it so good and and so that's a organic process and it's really it's life bringing that's why when people you know that sloppy grace stuff like oh i get to sin because i'm saved by grace and he's going to forgive me anyway it's like wait no no you have a new nature like yeah you can't like you do that like that's contrary like you said it's contrary to who you are um it's been that's that stuff's been so helpful to me and my walk yeah well hey uh, david thank you so much again for being here really really appreciate you and your time uh it's really an honor to have you on the on the show let's uh let's go ahead and start wrapping this up but i would love to um if you could just uh share for a minute just about how anybody can find you maybe on social media and uh, also just share a little bit about the, the nine-month uh, ministry training program that you have at the United with Christ School of Ministry. If you could just tell us a little bit about that, and, uh, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Duke. So I'm the Dean of United with Christ School of Ministry, and, and our mission is to raise up five-fold ministers uh, to advance God's kingdom through the local church. We, we just believe that the local church is the boots on the ground, rubber meets the road, kingdom of God advancing in the earth. The kingdom is bigger and moving in all sectors, but we want to see, you know, scripture says in the last days, the mountain of the house of the Lord, the church realm will overtake all other areas of influence. And, and so we want to do, we want to see that happen. And the way we're about that is by raising up fivefold apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, pastor, ministers to uh, provide amazing leadership in the local church and so our nine-month school is designed to do that Uh, i started ministering to people at eight years old and i loved seeing god impact people impacted by god through the gifts and ministry Um, but now my greatest joy one of my greatest joys is to see other people successful at that see other people successful at, at ministering so this the school is designed to raise people up to do that help them get busy and launched into their call um so we have this nine-month school it starts uh this year it starts september 14th this is our our second year it's nine months it's uh three days a week uh and uh it's like from like 8 a.m to 1 p.m uh, in-person discipleship and you're going to get mentored. And so it's me and then our apostolic leader, Chris Scarinzi. He's also pouring in and fathering people. He wants to father people in ministry and in the kingdom. And so he's an integral part of, of that daily teaching time. Um, and so if you're interested in that nine-month school, uh, you can go over to uwcsom.com, click the in-person discipleship tab, and our application is right there. And you can you can apply uh, and we're based in Johnson City, New York. So I know this is, you know, some constraints for people who live internationally or 
uh, have trouble traveling. Um, but if you feel a call, if you want to get launched, if you want to be part of an apostolic move, uh, it's there. And uh, we know it will be blessed. We've already seen uh, one of the guys that was in the school last year. He He's preaching in a church this weekend and did a great job. And, and so we're about launching people. So good. And, yeah, we have some uh, virtual stuff as well. We've got three e-courses. Yeah. Uh, e-course platform. So if you're maybe you're international or you, you can't come to a nine-month school, uh, check out our e-courses. They're at uwcsom.thinkific.com. Uwcsom.thinkific. I'll, I'll put it down in the show notes and, and stuff like that too so that you can find it later. But give us that, because I, I cut you off there. Sorry about that. Uh, give us the uh, that address one more time. Yeah, you can find our e-courses at uh, uwcsom.thinkific.com. And so we have three courses, uh, one's free, and that's our identity track. That's a, a coaching process you go through, a self-coaching process you go through that helps you answer the question, okay, what kind of son or daughter I am I? I know I'm a son or daughter, but how do I express my unique gifts and call as the son or daughter that I am? And so that's our identity track. That's free. We have our big kahuna uh, course that's a paid course. It's called Fivefold Ministry and your function. And so that's like a start to finish uh, everything you might need to know about fivefold ministry and how to get busy with it. And then we have our newest e-course, which is called Epistolic Fatherhood, where Apostle Chris Grinzi uh, lays out uh, all this content about how, what Apostolic Fathers should be. And all the courses are video-based. Um, and so uh, I know it's going to be a blessing to, to many people and it has been already. I love it. And uh, just for you personally, anybody that wants to connect with you personally, how could they find you? You can find me on Facebook, um, David Hofline uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Instagram again, my name, David Hofline. Um, and you can, f you can find me through the e-course as well. Awesome. Um, that's right now. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, David, any just final, final thought before we close out here? know we were a little bit all over the map but uh but i think overall the theme was about sonship and identity and um just allowing life and ministry to mm -hmm. flow from that place of communion and connection with the spirit of god any any just final thoughts on any of that or anything else that you might want to share before we end it here i love the focus of this podcast duke and and i think that it's it's so powerful and it really is the genesis of all this stuff i mean we have all of these great models, both in history and currently, of powerful ministers or people who are powerful men and women of God. And we always want to do what they're doing and see it happen, you know, the move of God through our lives. And so we try to copy their stuff. But really, this thing that we're talking about, that identity piece of your relationship with mm. the Father, hearing God's voice, um, the power and presence of God in your everyday life, it, that is just the simple birthplace of all of the brilliance you see in your favorite heroes. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm just excited to be on this podcast. I'm excited about what you're doing too, because this is the stuff that people really need to emerge into powerful significance. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much again, brother. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for carving out your morning to, uh, to be here and get this recording done. Well, hey, everybody, thank you so much too for, for tuning in. Really appreciate you guys as always. Uh, whether you're listening here on the website, simplepowerpodcast.com, or if you're on uh, one of the other platforms like Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you're at, really, really appreciate you all. Hope you guys have an awesome week. And 
just remember that union with Christ is the key for your advancement, for your for for strength, for life, for ministry, for business, for whatever it is that you do. Recognize the fact that as a child of God, you are in union with Christ. You're not separate from him. You're not distant from him. He's in you. He's with you. You're in him and he's in you. Like it's such a seamless connection. It's crazy. He's closer than you can imagine. So uh, don't make it about striving or struggling or beating yourself up or anything like that. The presence of God is present in your life in real ways, in tangible ways, in practical ways for you to grow and increase and advance in every area of your life. So you guys have an awesome, awesome week. I look forward to being back with you next time. Thanks.